I am Ustaz Mizi Wahid. You're now listening to The Breakthrough with Mizi Wahid, a podcast that will help you in finding and knowing yourself. An exclusive podcast only on Audio Plus. Today, I would like to speak on the topic of parents. Well, all of us were brought into this world by our moms and dads. But not all families look the same. We were not all raised in the same way. We were, some of us, raised in a family where we were the only child. Some of us, we were the eldest. You know. Some of us, we were brought up in a broken home. Our parents got divorced. And some of us, maybe we lost one of our parents when we were 7 or 10 years old. Those are just the beginning of the differences that you and I have. Just because we were raised in a particular type of household, for example, oh, my parents were working class, they're middle class, they, you know, they were trying to grind themselves out of poverty, you know, or they were very well to do. I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth. Um, I think there are other areas where you and I differ. And that is in terms of how our parents actually treated us, how they supported us in our journey in life while we were growing up, while we were studying, um, you know, in primary school or even all the way up to when we pursued our degree. Were they supportive? Were they there for us? How were they like when we were going through a difficult time, you know? Um, in our studies, in our career, in our relationships. Were they there? Were they absent? Were they dismissive? And that is really what we want to discuss today. So the big question uh, for this episode is, does it matter what my parents think? Okay. So um, as usual, there are a couple of uh, questions here, but I want to start off with this because I do get this question a lot in my DMs, my events, uh, people asking about, um, actually people, it sounds like they're asking a question, but actually they're asking for help because they're so stuck with the parents that they have, right? You can't really choose the parents that you get. You're born into this world and ta-da, you know, that's mom and that's dad, right? You can't really choose your parents. And even if your parents divorce and they remarried, technically you did not choose that stepmom or stepdad. Um, and so the question I often get and the complaint that I get is about toxic parents. <clears throat> okay, so tox toxicity is uh, a label that over the last five years, I have to admit is a label that I hear more often than before. Because I've been doing what I've been doing for almost 15 years now. But I hear this term being used and thrown around even more um, in the last five years or so. And you hear toxic friendships, you hear about toxic relationships, toxic marriages. They're there, right? They exist. But... It's a, a little bit sad to hear the term toxic parents because parents are the people who you would hope that they would be the most loving, the most compassionate, 
the most understanding, the most supportive towards you. Because after all, you are their child, aren't you? And so there is this expectation. And for some people, oh, that's, that's too high of an expectation. You know, your parents are not perfect, they're human beings. But for you, you might think, isn't that a basic expectation that anyone should be allowed to have? Right? Because we want to be able to say that we love our mom and we love our dad without hesitation, without, you know, um, um, tearing up, you know, because we want to be able to do that, say that genuinely. We don't want to pretend like we care about them. We want to really, truly pretend. Uh, we want to truly, really care about them. Yeah, that's, that's very important in, in our life, you know, because sometimes everything else might be going well. <clears throat> you know, your career is doing well, your business is doing well, um, your marriage is fine, but then there's this thing that is lingering in your mind that bothers you all day long. And it's thinking about how do I fix this problem that I have with my parents, okay? So when people say that my parents are toxic, these are the common things I hear them say. They say, um, you know, Stas, my parents, they always blame me for everything. Even if it's not my fault, that's one. Or they might say, Stas, my parents expect me to always be there for them. They don't even check whether I need time for myself. That's another one. Stas, my parents always compare me with my other siblings. Even if my siblings don't do well, they'd never highlight their mistakes, their failures. But if I make one wrong move, if I fail once in my life, I always get compared and I always get told that I'm worse. You know? I'm the worst child. I'm I'm you know, I'm the most disrespectful, I'm the most irresponsible. It's always me being the worst. Okay? So I feel like that's really, really, really unfair. And I want to know what I can do about that. And I think my parents are indeed very toxic. Okay, so I need help. All right? So this is where some people find themselves in. Now, mind you, the people who come to me, they're not 15-year-olds, 21-year-olds. Most of them are in their 30s and their 40s. And it's quite sad. What does this mean? It means that, they've number one, that they've been living with this for that many years. That kind of toxic relationship has been exist in existence, right? Number two, their parents are of old age. You know, they're fetching 70 and some of them late 70s. And they're wondering, how can I change my parents? The truth is, you can't change your parents, right? You can't. I mean, they've been that way for as long as they've lived their life. And clearly, it's much longer than you have. And I always wonder, like, how, how do you even begin to try to convince your parents that their behavior is unacceptable, that they're being unfair, that their treatment is unjust, that they are showing a lot of biasness towards other people compared to you? How do you do that? Perhaps their mindset has been fixed because that's how they've always looked at you and treated you and how they thought about everything. So that's another problem for us to, to deal with yeah, at some point. But I want to give 
um, some more examples, you know, because uh, there are plenty when it comes to this topic, to be honest. Examples of to- toxic behaviours from parents include forcing the child to study a certain degree. I've had people come to me in my even my special events where we spend a weekend over at some hotel or resort and we go through um, uh, deep issues, deep-rooted issues. These are not um, problems that are just simply on the surface. These are things that they've been dealing with for years and years and years. So I remember one participant, this lady, she had this problem because she pursued a particular area of study that was not her first choice. She only did it because her dad wanted her to do it. And this resulted in years of unhappiness and she struggled in her studies. She didn't enjoy it at all. And she completed the degree, you know. You might think that, okay, at least you did it. But there is a lot of resentment in the end towards one's parents. I also get those that are, who are younger, um, 18, 19, they are about to embark to university and they say, Stas, I have a problem. So these are the people who have not yet gotten into that <laughs> position, right? That, that that lady went got in. They're like, I'm about to, I want to study psychology, for example, but my dad wants me to study engineering. And we can't seem to, you know, have a compromise. We can't seem to agree on anything. And this has been going on and on and on. And I need to submit my applications. Deadline is this weekend. And we've been talking for almost a year now. And he still insists that I need to become an engineer because that pays better or whatever, right? They have their reasons. So what do I say to them? You know, I don't want to spend three, four years of my life um, studying something that I don't believe in, that I don't enjoy, that I don't think I want to make a career out of it, isn't that going to be a waste of time? Right? So people do get stuck in these predicaments. Another example of toxic behavior from parents is forcing the child to marry someone. And sometimes the reasons are quite, um, I would say, unreasonable. And they would say something like, oh, People from our family can only marry others from a certain race, okay, or from a certain social class, okay, because we are from a well-to-do family, we need to marry only a well-to-do family, someone from a well-to-do family, right? So things like this make it really, really hard for somebody, especially when they already have someone in mind, and that person is not a bad person, that person is a very good person, that person is qualified on many levels, Yet the only reason why you reject them or your parents reject them is because they don't belong to a certain uh, ethnicity or race. So this is, you know, because I I am a solemnizer myself, I solemnize couples, and I do have couples coming up to me and say that everything's planned, like we have agreed on almost everything, but there's one huge barrier right now and that is the parents still can't accept me and say why what did you do (laughs) say no just because i'm not of this race and therefore they don't want uh, me to marry their daughter right so it's it's quite painful for um, an individual to have to go through something like that number three emotionally manipulating the child to doing what they want So this is when they use um, emotional blackmail. They can guilt trip you, you making you feel bad for not being there for them or for not being the one to send them 
to the supermarket or to bring them to the clinic and even though there are other siblings or even though um perhaps um you you've told them that you have a busy week or you have exams coming up they still will make you feel like you're the most horrible child in the world and you deserve you know eternal damnation and another hacker if you don't do this right so that's hard on your soul right it's emotionally draining to have to deal with something like that number 4 uh, verbally abusive parents yes this is um unfortunately something that happens even while the child is still very very young there are some households where you hear or overhear parents just saying vulgarities as if it's just another word and there are children around them 4 years old 3 years old 5 years old and they're picking up these words eventually they use them obviously that's what children do right so these kids they use them and they think it's normal and then they get scolded in school and then they're confused because my parents do it not understanding that you know the extent of that toxic behavior that the parents are displaying at home the child being as innocent as they are thinking that this is normal and yet now everybody looks at them as if they're you know a lower class citizen or they think that or oh, these guys are disrespectful they don't deserve anything good in school and so they always are made to feel like an outcast and whose fault is it again it's the parents right number 5 um restricting movements or interactions for no reason i have um people coming to me says i'm almost 30 and every time i go out my mom will call me every 20 minutes or 15 minutes it's crazy you know for the moms who can text they will text every half an hour right for the ones who don't know they will just call and call where are you where are you now who are you with right it's like stars i'm an adult i don't have freedom at all you know and at the rate we're going stars i don't think i'll ever get married <laughs> so it's it's sad um uh, how some people are made to feel like they are chained to their parents even though they are a grown woman a grown man yeah and many many more right so there are many um examples actually i have more here but i think that should suffice <clears throat> you know but um here are some ways I, i'm i'm trying to help you know I, i don't want to just list down examples and then just leave you there i want to try to help you out but i did say earlier that it's going to be really tough because most um people they're like um trying to accept and come to terms with what i said earlier that is yes my parents are of old age they've always been this way nobody ever stopped them nobody nobody ever told them off nobody ever corrected them nobody ever was brave enough to speak up um in trying to advise them to correct their behavior to improve themselves nobody did that so now that they are in their late 60s how do we do it and where do we begin what do i even say to start with you know if i were to sit them down and start you know having a serious conversation would they even take me seriously would they laugh in my face you know how many times have you heard parents saying what do you know i know better than you i've lived longer right uh what's the malay saying damakan garam lebi or something like that right like i've gone through hardships more than you have therefore 
I have all the wisdom. You know, in other words, they're saying that you you have no wisdom whatsoever. You think this is the best way, but it's not the best way. I know better because I've lived longer and I've dealt with more hardship and so on and so forth. So it's like always a losing battle. It's not like you don't want to try, but you know, you almost know where the conversation is going to go, right? You know that the moment you start saying anything, they're always going to have a counter to argue back. And some some parents, they're going to counter a couple of times. There are some parents who are like, just one time, and they're going to shut you down. Like, no, don't you dare say anything to me, right? And you don't know anything, so just keep quiet. Right? Don't be disrespectful to me. So there's no way, okay? So here are some uh, perspectives that I would like to share. Okay, number one, perhaps the first step is to try to understand your parents' position including their worldview versus yours. So I always um, believe that even, let's say this is not about parents, even in any other conflict that you are having in your life right now with anyone, before um, replying or responding back or reacting to whatever they, they said to you or did to you, I would take a moment to try to put myself in their shoes and Imagine what it would be like if I had lived their life. Like, could this be the same problem or the same behavior that I would showcase? Because maybe, example, right? Maybe they were raised in an environment where their parents were like that, number one. I'm not trying to give them excuse or excuse their behavior, but trying to understand. That's it. Maybe they were raised in an environment where parents are abusive. Number two, maybe they always wanted to say to somebody about how they're suffering on the inside, how depressive they are, um, how insecure they feel. But during their time, these conversations don't usually happen. There were not enough counsellors. There were not enough therapists going around. They, they didn't know who to talk to. So they suppressed their emotions and now, you know, we see it. We see the brunt of it and I'm on the receiving end of it as their child, right? So try to understand where they're coming from. Try to understand what could have impacted them in their past. Therefore, now the present makes more sense. And the reason why we do this is not to uh, accept their behavior, but it's to have something to rationalize with in order to be slightly more accepting of the situation. And the situation you're in is, you are the child, these are your parents, okay? And that's why they behave the way they behave. Okay, it makes, it gives, it makes you feel a little bit more um, comforted, slightly. I'm saying even like 10, 15%. But it does help a little bit. Okay, like maybe they're like that because this is this happened, this happened, this happened to them, or they didn't have enough support. They they never learned how to practice self care. Um, they didn't have someone they could turn to, right? So then it becomes easier for you to then look at other considerations. Okay. So once you have considered those differences in perspectives and worldview, now try to prepare yourself for that little dialogue or conversation okay and there's always a way um, to approach it you know some people some children their mistake is that they spend 
too much time thinking about what to say, but they don't strategize enough in terms of how am I going to say this and when am I going to say this and where am I going to have this conversation with them? Am I going to do it at my place? That might not be the best because then they'll feel like it's such a hostile environment. This is not my home ground, you know, like I'm, I'm in someone else's house and then now I'm getting questioned or I'm, my mistakes are being highlighted. I can't run anywhere. I can't go anywhere. I feel attacked. So that's probably not very wise. Um, you want to also obviously watch your tone. I still believe you should consider carefully the choice of words you use. Okay. And also the timing. If you know that they just had a rough day and they've been complaining a lot about other people, for example, and you overheard them, is that really the best time for you to bring this up? Obviously not. Okay, find another time when they're not, I wouldn't say when they're happy, but when they're calm and relaxed and not in the mood to be aggressive with anyone, you know, like then hopefully they are more receptive. Okay, so it's always important when it comes to parents, you need to be respectful. The Prophet said, Laisa minna malam yuwakir kabirana walam yarham sahirana, which means uh, they are not from amongst us. Those who do not respect the elders and those who do not show mercy to the young. So we must always respect them. I think parents in general, the biggest value that they value is um, being respectful. Okay? They, want, they want their children to be respectful towards them. That's number one, top of the list. Okay? And I dare say that even if you don't do well in life, but as long as you're always respectful to them, that's... That's very important, right? Of course, I can almost hear some of you replying back in my head like, Bostas, my parents only want my money. <laughs> I can almost hear that. I know, I understand. Not all, all parents, like I said in the beginning, not all parents are the same, not all families are the same, not all children are the same, okay? But just for the sake of an example, I do believe, however, that respect must always be there, okay? Whatever you say, whenever you choose to say it, however, res be respectful at all times. Then, once... Um, you you are kind kind of re prepared. What you should do next is to allow them to speak. Okay, you should allow them to speak, because you want to be able to hear them first. Okay, hear hear their point of view. You want to know how they're feeling, how they're exactly feeling. Okay, you don't want to start to be the one to start talking. And how do you do that? You need to pick the right questions. And they should be uh, open-ended questions first, and then you narrow it down, narrow it down. And you want to appear curious. Just, is it? Oh, how was it like last time when you were growing up in the kampong? How was it? Your parents, you had nine siblings. How was that like? You know, was it tough? Do you feel like, you know, your parents didn't... Uh, spend time with you or anything you feel ignored you know how was your relationship with your siblings was it good was it not how was school last like just listen and listen and listen and listen and listen I would say that you should listen you know three times more than you speak okay listen more than you speak because then your parents will feel okay now I'm I've said a lot and my child has listened and they have also shown that they understand and they can appreciate what I just shared with them. 
So now when you decide to open something up, another topic of conversation, you might say, you know, I just want to open up with you. Um, you know, I really love you. And I, you know that, right? I really love you. But over the last six months or so, I've been really, you know, affected by something you said at some point or, you know, how, you, how you've been treating my husband, you know, whatever, right? You, you open up and you say it nicely, carefully, watch your words. Don't be lengthy, don't be too long. Just get to the point within the first two, three minutes because you don't want them to be left guessing like, where is this going? Where is this going? Where is this going? They're going to get very anxious. You know, just get to the point with a short and brief opening and talk to them nicely. And what you 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 saying this with no expectations that they're going to be receptive with no expectations that they're going to oh okay okay what else what else do you want me to improve on right I don't think that is what you your immediate goal is your immediate goal is to bring it to light let them know that hey there is this problem and it's bothering me and I just want to know I just want you to know. Um, that this is how I feel at the moment. I'm not mad at you. I'm not angry at you. But I am hurt. And I would love for us to have a stronger bond, stronger relationship as parent and child. I want to care for you for the rest of your life, for the rest of my life. Um, but I want this to be better. And I know that we can be better. Um, and then, you know, maybe you just don't, don't expect any reply. Don't don't look at them after that and say, okay, mom, what do you think? Or dad, what do you have to say? I think the best closure for that is to hug them. Um, the best closure to that is to, you know, kiss their hand. Like, be human, be real, be intimate. Um, you know, show affection and show respect. You know, all these things combined, I think, um, may help. Yeah, with a little bit of dua and prayer, you know, I guess all of that will be able to to help you, inshallah. So, um, I I want to end with this uh, little bit of advice for those who feel like Ustaz, whatever you just said sounds good. I might try it, but to be honest, I feel a little bit defeated and um, I feel like giving up already because there's no point. Nothing has ever worked so far. That I've tried and they don't look like the kind of people who would listen. Especially not to me. Especially not to their own children. So my advice for you is this. Number one, never stop making dua. And ask Allah to soften their hearts. Believe. You gotta believe. When you make dua, you gotta believe. You gotta believe in miracles. You gotta believe that nothing is beyond Allah. Number two, and this is for your own good. I believe that you should learn to forgive them. Maybe the last time they were ever toxic to you was 10, 15 years ago when you were in secondary school. But now you're an adult, you have a family, you, you've been working. You still hold on to the grudges and the resentment towards your mom and dad. I think you can be better, right? I think you can improve and I think you can try to begin to find it in yourself to forgive your parents, okay? When you forgive your parents... You pray that Allah would forgive you for all your other sins and wrongdoings. Yeah? Forgive and you shall be forgiven. 
All right. So thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to this episode. I really enjoyed, um, you know, preparing for this one, and I hope you've benefited from it as well. Do tune in to the next episodes here exclusively on Audio Plus with me, Mizi Wahid, on the Breakthrough with Mizi Wahid. Take care. Stay awesome. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Breakthrough with Mizi Wahid. I hope that it will help you in your journey to finding yourself. Always remember that you are not alone in this wonderful journey. Listen to us on Audio Plus app or Audio Plus at www.audioplus.audio.